Welcome to the November 2021 episode of RCV Clips, our podcast about all things ranked choice voting. I'm Kelly, a member of the Resource Center staff, and in today's RCV Clips, RCV Maps, I'll be talking with Chris Hughes, our Policy Director, as well as Melissa Hall, our Education Director, about the recently launched project. They have spent so many hours on this flagship research project, which have been several years in the making. So, Melissa and Chris, welcome. Thanks for being here today. How are you guys doing? Good. Glad to be here. Doing good. Glad it's Friday. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Melissa, you're coming back from vacation this week, so uh, good to have you back. Yeah, this week was a little tough. (laughs) A little tough, for sure. Of course, of course. (laughs) Well, great. Um, Let's go ahead and get right into it. Tell us what exactly is RCV Maps? RCV Maps, you know, is a state-by-state analysis of, you know, the election administration uh, infrastructure, you know, for each state. And that includes the 50 states plus D.C. Across the country, there's two to three levels of election administration in every state. We know that the state itself is involved. Um, Counties are almost always involved. And we have cities as well. And so we tried to keep this analysis, you know, at the state level, and it's focused on what it would take to move state's election admin infrastructure to ranked choice voting. Um, RCV Maps, just so you know, is live on our website, rcvresources.org, and that's located on the menu bar at the top of the page under the Tools tab. We also held a webinar last month kind of launching RCV Maps, which included a quick walkthrough of it on our website. So, you know, please go check that out. You know, and we just, we want RCV Maps to be a starting point, you know, a conversation starter. It's a beginning. And I just kind of want to add here that I know that Chris and I are really proud of the work that we put into making these and and pulling these together. And so we hope you all find them really valuable. Yeah, no, exactly, Melissa. I think this is, this project has been a long time coming and it's really exciting to get it out the door and to have people finally using it and reading it and making use of it. I know I, I'm really excited to hear you know, how people can hand make use of it in their strategy as advocates, as policymakers, how election administrators themselves can use it to start thinking about election administration for ranked choice voting in their own backyards. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm glad to have it out in the world. And I know I'm really proud of the project as is, but I also know there's a million ways we can make it better uh, the next time around. So looking forward to getting feedback from folks as they start to use it. We'll make sure also, because RCB Maps is now live on our website, to put the link to that in the, in the notes for the episode so that you can go straight to that and check out your state. So Chris, would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, how did RCB Maps get started? Why did we decide to do this? Who came up with the idea? All that kind of the history of, what, of the project. Yeah, so the history the project has sort of been floating around for a long time. Um, as people may already know, the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center started as a project at Fair Vote, which is a different organization that also works on ranked choice voting. And we've since spun off. We are a fully separate 501c3. We're a different nonprofit. We have different funding streams, et cetera. But when we were a project at Fair Vote, we were doing some administrative assessment type work, analyzing voting systems in place in jurisdictions, doing a bit of legal analysis about, you know, what was required for administration and implementation in a given state. But it, the project always stayed relatively small and we didn't really, it sort of stayed only as a germ of an idea. Um, And when 
we spun off to be our own nonprofit a couple of years ago, you know, Rosemary and I were talking about how, well, we need a sort of like flagship central organizing project. Like the main thing we work on that both informs the work we do and is informed by all the research we do. Because we'd spent a couple of years at the beginning of the Resource Center project just investigating how ranked choice voting had been implemented, what um, what ballot designs look like, how results get reported, how audits and recounts get conducted in ranked choice voting, what voting machines can do ranked choice voting. And we had all this, all these different pieces of information, but we'd never been able the thing that was missing was sort of something pulling it all together into a, and how does this look in your state? And so RCV maps is our first attempt to pull all those different pieces of information, all those different strings of research that we'd been working on and and into a more cohesive whole for each state so that you can, if you have a full assessment, and we can talk about full assessments versus voting system only assessments in a bit, but we were just trying to pull together like this this quilt of all the different pieces of work we'd been working on for the first few years of the project into something more cohesive for each state to look to think about ballot design in each state to think more comprehensively about results reporting to really get into the weeds of the the voting system equipment question of what equipment in what state can do ranked choice voting to what extent so that advocates and policymakers and election administrators could think constructively about how does ranked choice voting fit into my current practices? What could stay the same? What needs to change? Well, that sounds like a lot of research. You know, I think that there's been a lot of excitement about this project because not many people have gotten into those weeds in that way. Um, I think it's going to make connect some dots for getting rid of barriers to implementation because they know what they need to do in each state. So Thanks for that overview. Now, Melissa, I think you probably um, can tell us a little bit about the research. I I know this has been uh, from the minute I joined the Resource Center almost two years ago. We've been talking about RCB maps. We've been working on RCB maps. And I know a lot of it had to do with you and Chris doing the research. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, conducting the research, it was a lot of research. We searched and, you know, read through a lot of the election code and election regulations. That was a lot of fun, right? <laughs> but, um, and that was, you know, in order for us to understand like what state law did and did not require for each major section of the analysis that we conducted. You know, we also sifted through election administration manuals and other publicly available information, you know, that was released from elections offices that we could find. We relied a lot on verified voting for the voting system portion of each assessment. You know, they have this fantastic resource, you know, or tool called the verifier. And that, you know, breaks down the voting system equipment that's used in every county or city within the state. And, of course, tracking all of this information, you know, the election codes and, and everything we've discussed so far, you know, is inciting those sources for each state, you know, along the way was also a big part. Yeah, like Melissa said, it, there was just a lot to do in every single state. And by necessity, we had to keep things at sort of a high level, I think. As any lawyer knows, legal research, like finding legal information about the law on a state, <laughs> you can you can start to scratch the surface and think the law may be taking you in one direction. And the deeper you go, it takes you in an entirely different direction. So what we wanted to do with this research was really just start scratching the surface so people have a foothold, a toehold 
for diving in deeper in their states, especially on the legal questions, the stuff about ballot design and results reporting. So I, I sort of want to say that as a caveat and just to help people understand how we expect you to come to the information in the assessments. Um, and yet with, with that in mind, <laughs> in terms of sort of keeping expectations realistic and actually getting this project done, we wound up creating two different types of assessments, which I alluded to before. There's full assessments and then there's voting system only assessments. Full assessments include all of that legal research that Melissa was talking about. We did a lot of uh, digging through election law and uh, election administration practices and other policies and procedures um, and whatever other documentation was publicly available from elections offices to understand what laws constrain ballot design and how those laws may interact with ranked choice voting, what laws constrain um, results reporting timelines and, and requirements and how those those requirements interact with ranked choice voting. And then the third thing uh, is voting system analysis, going to the city level or the county level, depending on the state, and analyzing the data from verified voting, that organization Melissa mentioned before, analyzing that data uh, that they have about the voting equipment used in every city or county in the U.S., analyzing that for its ranked choice voting capability. That varies widely by the voting system manufacturer, the vendor providing this equipment, what their equipment can do with ranked choice voting. So we broke that down by the different sorts of levels of voting system readiness. So that's the full assessment. Then, of course, the voting system only assessment only includes that last part, only includes that city or county level analysis of voting system information. And if people have been on the website at all, uh, on rcbresources.org, you see that there's a map, RCB Maps map, that has like color coding for each state. And that color coding, those scores that we have for each state, which scores states by RCV ready, RCV capable, updates needed for ranked choice voting, and prepping for ranked choice voting, that's based on the voting system analysis. That's based on the share of counties in a state that have ranked choice voting capable equipment. So we essentially got the percentage of counties in a state that had ranked choice voting capable equipment and assigned a score based on that percentage. And you can go and look and see what, what that score is on the website. We also, you know, as we were drafting things, we wanted to make sure these things were actually useful, that um, ranked choice voting advocates could see how this would fit into their work the work that they're doing locally. So we sent it around for feedback to, uh, we sent it to folks all across the country in Washington and Oregon, in Washington, DC, my backyard in where else? Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, all over in California as well. We just wanted to cast a, a wide net to capture as much different forms of feedback as we could. We also, towards the end of the project, got some really great feedback from election administrators as well from folks in Virginia and Minnesota and a couple other states after advocates in those states had shared it with their administrators. And that really helped us clarify a few final things before we started sending it out in the world. Um, as may be clear from that explanation, we also went through a lot of rounds of revisions. We went back and forth on a lot of different parts of the assessment, making sure you know we were sort of capturing enough information to start this analysis without saying 
this is the end of, of the information you can gather about ballot design or results reporting or even voting systems. Just making sure we're, we're posing the research work that we've done here as the start of that conversation, not as the, the whole suite of that conversation. And if anybody has read these already, if you've read more than one state, more power to you, you may notice that there's a bunch of like repeating language across the assessment. There's some just standard language that explains the fundamentals of these elections processes that we repeated across the assessments because, you know, we didn't need to be rewriting it every single time because the the fundamentals of designing a ballot, the fundamentals of actually centralizing and reporting results, those stay mostly the same across the country. There's always going to be variation in the detail of exactly like who's responsible for what part of ballot design and reviewing ballot designs who exactly is responsible for centralizing election results and reporting those results out. But the sort of process, the logistics of it stays, at least at a high level, pretty similar. So that's how we pulled them together. That's how we sort of revised and edited them and updated them. And I, I think at the part of where I'm at with the project finally out in the world is we're sort of at that final stage of feedback. Melissa's going to talk about this in a bit, but we're planning on updating these every two years. Those updates will include updates we make based on people's feedback, how they use the assessments, what's helpful, what's harmful, you know, what information do we absolutely need to be including that we haven't included, what information is maybe not necessary to include in the future. So that's how I'm envisioning this. This is a constantly evolving project. <laughs> we're taking a step back for a few months because it took us a long time to put these together. We're taking a break, but we're going to get back to drafting them soon enough. I think that's an important point, Chris. You know, one of the things that makes us successful as a resource center is collaboration with all of the stakeholders involved. So we have the feedback on these assessments of things that you know people want to see more of or they want to see added. That just helps benefit everyone because then we have a more robust resource base for implementation of ranked choice voting. So Melissa, what's next for RCV Maps? I know it's kind of hard to talk about that when you've just come off a couple of years of really working hard on a project, but we want to hear where the project's going in the future. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, we plan on updating these assessments next year. So that would be in 2022. And then, um, you know, every two years after that. So this next cycle should include updating the voting system data and, you know, that analysis and then, you know, expanding the voting system only assessments that Chris had mentioned into full assessments, uh, you know, and then like you guys are saying, you know, as people review and use these assessments, let us know and then we can incorporate that additional feedback as well. So as you can probably tell, right, we still have like a lot of work to do, but we look forward to making these, you know, even better. Wow, such a big project that's taken a lot of time and it's going to be very helpful to everyone out there working in this space. So we're getting close to the end of our time, but I still want to hear a little bit about the lessons learned from undertaking a project like this. So I'm going to give you both one minute each. Chris and Melissa, tell us what you learned from doing this project. I love phrasing things as contradictions. So I think one thing I learned, and I'll, I'll just say this so because I've talked a lot already, but there's a lot of commonality in the United States to how we run elections, to how you know, we actually get election results out of our voting systems and out to people. And at the same time, every single state in pretty much every single county in every state does things a little differently. It's incredible just the amount of variety. It was really hard identifying where we could stop saying this is a fundamental truth about election administration in the United States and 
knowing where we might be edging onto. And well, there's probably counties that do this thing differently. But that that's what was interesting. And what makes this project so hard is there's only so many ways to run elections at the end of the day. But it seems like we found literally every possible variation to run elections in the United States because of how we've designed our election administration. Melissa, tell us what you learned. Yeah. Organization is crucial, right? So for like a big research project like this, you know, staying organized was important. We had a lot of things, you know, happening at the same time, you know, from what we've said so far, it was a lot of research to find, you know, read through, keep up with, organize. Just alone, we had a separate spreadsheet that kept up with who was doing what, where we were at on a particular state, what states were completed and ready to review, you know, who's uh, reviewing what state and more. You know, so obviously we put a lot of work into, you know, making sure we had a file system and a file structure in place. Obviously, like another one, and it sounds like so far has been like teamwork. You know, I really can't stress that enough. Personally, there was a time where I struggled with finding something in the code or regulations for a certain state that will not be named, might I add. Um, But, you know, or maybe it wasn't clear, but Chris was able to jump in and kind of help out with that. You know, sometimes I would analyze the voting system data, you know, for a different state. Another task came up outside of RCV maps, you know, that had to be dealt with. But, you know, we still wanted to move forward with that project. And like Chris said earlier, when it came time to review the assessments, we all jumped in as a team, you know, to figure out how to do that efficiently and to get those assessments finalized. A lot of rounds of revisions, you know, took a lot of time and energy, but we did it, right? So now it's out there and, you know, we have a great team here at the RCVRC. And so now it's on to the next cycle, right? (laughs) Too soon? (laughs) You might feel that way a little bit. All right. One last thing. If you could describe this project in one word, what would it be? Chris, I'll throw it to you first. Complicated. Melissa? No, you, you can't take my word, Chris. Uh, you know that was my word. You knew it. As many times I reached out, you knew that was my word. <laughs> but helpful and necessary, I feel like. So I have two. Perfect. Perfect. Well, great. Thank you so much, Melissa and Chris. We cannot say enough times what an amazing job you did on this project. I know that we're all excited to see how it evolves over time and informs everything in RCV advocacy campaigns, legislation, all the way to election day in terms of implementation and administration. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We look forward to seeing what 2022 brings. And now for this month's final round, where we share an interesting bit of trivia, useful tidbit, or something we thought was just cool for folks to know about ranked choice voting. Here's Melissa Hall with this month's final round. Did you know this year had the most ever ranked choice voting contest held in a single year? More than 100 elections were decided using RCV in 2021, with four special elections in New York City in February and March, 52 primary contests in NYC in June, and 61 contests in 25 cities across seven states this November. This RCV expansion achievement makes it this month's final round. Thank you for joining us today for our November RCV Clips produced by Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Follow us on Twitter at RCV Resources and on Facebook and LinkedIn at Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. Check out our website at www.rcvresources.org. Be on the lookout for future episodes, including the final Massachusetts episode and our Eureka, California series. We're excited to release our 2022 schedule soon with a full podcast series. We would love your feedback and ideas. 
hit us up and let us know if you want to hear something specific on the podcast. You can also find our show anywhere you get podcasts. Please take some time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast too. Our theme music is Flutterby by Poddington Bear. Until next time, I'm Kelly Seacrest on behalf of Chris Hughes, Melissa Hall, and the rest of the Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center staff. <laughs>